0: Hey readers, welcome to Your Bookstore Besties. We're your hosts, Rachel and Becky, best friends who met while working at an indie bookstore. We love chatting about all things books, and we're so happy that you joined today.
1: Hi guys, welcome back to your pod, your podcast,
0: and hopefully our <laughs> podcast.
1: <laughs> uh, the podcast you're listening to is Your Bookstore Besties, and I'm
0: Becky. <laughs> and I'm Rachel, and I wouldn't have messed that up. <laughs> Probably not. Hi, Becky. How are you? Hi, Rachel. I'm good. Doing good. Okay. Here. Well, we have a special guest today. Special? Oh my guest. gosh, we do? Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> her name is Becca. She is a former employee of the bookstore that we both worked at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she's more seasonal, I guess, but now she is <laughs> across the world. So Becca, say hi. Hi. And tell us a little bit about yourself
2: Yeah. um, So like Rachel said, I used to work at said bookstore, which is not to be named. (laughs) And um, I then uh, went to graduate school, which was a brilliant idea. Um, (laughs) I then got a, a master's degree in ancient Greek and Roman studies. And now I am a Fulbright scholar. So I am across the waters in Ireland getting another master's degree in creative writing
0: wow that's so exciting oh my goodness. um i was just gonna introduce becca as like one of the smartest people i know so <laughs> she's gonna outdo us in every aspect of this <laughs> book discussion <laughs> oh yeah um, and if, I, you have, if you haven't remembered yeah. we we're discussing the haunting of hill house
1: so yeah we are yes. gonna spoil it because the book is 60 years old and we gave you like six weeks to read with us so <laughs> if yeah. you don't want to hear spoilers maybe skip this episode
0: and becca what's your fun fact Oh, God. Um, Well,
2: my fun fact is, um, so I just moved to Ireland, Cork to be exact, and um, there are more like ravens and crows here than I have ever seen in my entire (laughs) life. Um and apparently my great grandmother who um immigrated from Ireland uh used to like just absolutely despise crows and we never knew why because there's not really that many crows and ravens in Pennsylvania and yeah. wherever the hell we're from that I've yeah, seen. We're in Pennsylvania. It's okay. Um, we're in Pennsylvania, if we can <laughs> yeah. say that, all right. Yeah. Sick. I don't wanna like
0: don't wanna know, dox the invite, podcast.
2: I don't wanna dox the podcast invite, you know, a stalker to
0: um have the bookstore Is
2: that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um there's not many like around there. And so when I came here, I was like, oh, that must mm-hmm. have been why.
0: You get it now.
2: I get it now.
0: Also how so creepy. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
2: choose like that cute it's great creepy for Halloween. It's fantastic for Halloween mm-hmm. to have that mm-hmm. many crows. It feels very much like uh, that Hitchcock movie. The birds. Yeah.
0: It feels yeah. so like that um my fun fact is that since it's a spooky season the first movie i ever remember being scared of was when i was seven and my dad showed me jaws um so that's the first i think he showed it to me a little young i'm gonna be honest because now i'm afraid of the ocean kind of Mm -hmm. but that's that's the first scary movie i ever watched becky what's your fun fact
1: um, you actually made me want to choose my uh, change my fun fact. So uh, my fun fact <laughs> is that I'm gonna dress up as Barbie for Halloween. I'm super Aww. excited. Yeah, that's cute. Uh, like I'm, I'm dressing up as President Barbie, so it's like the pink um jumpsuit that she wears from the movie. Um, and I'm gonna be passing out full size chocolate bars. So
0: whoa, yeah, oh, I'm God. very excited. You're the cool house. You're the. I'm cool gonna be the cool house. In the house. I'm super excited. Yep. All right, so Becca. Tell us a little bit about um, kind of what you read and is this book in your genres? Cause you read this book a while ago, right? You didn't read it specifically for the podcast. Yeah, I did
2: read this book a while ago. Um, okay. Like three years ago now, but I reread it for the podcast cause I did my you homework. You did. I you did your homework. Did homework. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I typically read um, very widely. Um, I have, like for my entire life, really loved um, speculative fiction, so science fiction and fantasy. Um, and I love horror as well. Um, and But I also read pretty widely in other genres. So I read a lot of classics. Um, so, Obviously. classics means like two things to me. So, classics means like stuff that we consider part of the canon and like the English language um, and okay. a little bit mm-hmm. of stuff in the French language as well. Um, and it also means to me anyway because I'm a class assist, right so that means ancient Greek and Latin stuff so um I have for like the past few years read a significant amount of that um yeah but I read I read everything really
0: I feel like this is easy compared to reading um ancient Greek but yes. maybe that's just me <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah I mean was, I feel like it would fun. be impossible for me uh, but you know Wait, Becca, oh, do knows. you read Greek? Like, can you read I, ancient Greek?
2: Yeah, I read
1: Okay, Greek. look at you, girl. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's why I said she's the smartest person that I know. Like, come on now. I can't mm-hmm. do that. You probably could, okay. though. You, yes, well, you absolutely
2: could. If you had, like, a, like at least, like, a year to like, do a like, lingo? Language, you could on. do it.
0: Yeah. Is there ancient Greek Duolingo? I don't think so. There's Latin, apparently. You can do Latin Duolingo.
2: I don't know if it's, like, great, but...
0: You know, I, I could try that. I actually was pretty good at languages in school. Like, I picked up languages better than I would science or math so maybe yeah. I'm a language yes, type person <laughs> I started learning Korean during the pandemic I guess that's a bonus fun fact oh whoa
1: well, that's cool like,
0: I still know the library or the library the alphabet that's what it is <laughs> I still know <laughs> the alphabet but I can't I can't read it very well but any case um okay so let's get into talking about the book um did we all like it? First of all, I did not. I hated it. Oh my god! <laughs> no. Why did you hate it?
1: I I thought it was boring. Boring. Hmm. I didn't. I like. I didn't care for any of the characters. Okay, no. I did like one character. I liked Mrs. Montague, and she was only the character <laughs> I liked. <laughs> so.
0: she, okay, that is so funny. First of all, I liked the book. Second of all, I hated that character. <laughs> She's the worst character. You liked the the one who was like. Super bitchy the whole time. Yeah,
1: I I I did.
0: Like twenty five pages, she was in there. She was like insufferable. She
1: was the only honest person there.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's true, I guess. But like, her being honest was her being super freaking annoying to me. Hey, I'm an annoying person. I like it. You know, it's whatever. (laughs)
1: Like, let's back up. Let's talk about the the plot. Like, what is the general like plot of this book? Let's back up a, a minute.
0: I mean, the only thing I knew going into it because I didn't watch the show. Some people yeah, out there I might either. have watched the show, mm-hmm. and I watched the well. I watched the first episode of the show, and I wouldn't know that they were the same thing. Yeah, it's I... really just like inspired
1: by. It's it's okay, very different.
0: I think. Uh, definitely not like a retelling because I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't recognize any of these names, um, but all I know is it's about a spooky house that like no one wants to be around and no one wants to talk about and so this guy i'm terrible at synopsis this is awful
1: this <laughs> so there's guy the <laughs> no, professor is he a professor mr uh dr montague is yeah. uh trying to study paranormal um things Activity. so he like rents yeah. out this house and invites he basically like you know, this is like the 50s when this was written, or is it the 50s or 60s? And so he, like, sends a letter out to a bunch of people and who have experienced psychological... Psych, psychological? Psych... Paranormal. paranormal. Paranormal, like paranormal experiences. Yeah. And so only two people respond. And those are the other... Uh, some of the other characters, which is Eleanor. She's our main character. It's told from her perspective. And then the other character is Theod- the- Theodora. Theodora. Yeah. And then in order for them to stay in the house um the owner of it her nephew luke stays with them so there's four characters staying in the house as well mm-hmm. as there's a a caretaker a housekeeper named mrs dudley who oh, like yeah, gives she's her funny. food and leaves and she's like i not stay
0: after dinner or after night so that's pretty she's much such an NPC here. in the book it's really funny yeah,
1: yeah i was wondering is she eastern european because she like her sentences were really weird she's like i cook i was like <laughs> okay but they like don't describe her as anything. So I was like, okay, I don't know.
0: I have no idea, Becca. So do yeah. you? So we're split with this. Becky yeah. hated the book, and I like the book. Where do you stand on the book?
2: So I actually I love this book. Um, okay.
1: And the
2: reason that I like it is because it is so um, sort of spare. I guess is the best way that I can put that's, it. In yeah. The, that's
1: a great way of putting it.
2: In like the way that it depicts horror um something that sort of always stuck with me even after I first read the book um like three years ago that I still think about is the fact that like all of the angles in the house are wrong mm-hmm. like it's the horror of it is very like weirdly it's it's like a sort of a subliminal thing from the house yeah itself. It's like I subtle. also. Yeah, I love, like, sort of the, the house becomes kind of its own its own character, in a sense, which I always love in a book. Um, yeah. I think that it's really interesting when you sort of take, uh, like, an object or a place and sort of make it inhabit the space of the text. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I really, I, I think it's one of the more, um, like, masterful, very careful haunted house books.
0: Yeah, that that's, um, that's the reason I liked it. So here's my take on it. I was expecting it to be a little more graphic, a little more action. Mm-hmm. So I, but it is a short book. So I'm not surprised it wasn't. But yeah. I think why I liked it was that it was subtle. Um, and like, sometimes that's even scarier than like super outright stuff. Yeah. Um, so have you yeah. um,
2: have you read The Lottery? Yes. Yes. yes 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 yeah,
0: yeah I like so i love, think that's something
2: that like shirley jackson does really really well is um sort of you never get told things very outright it's always this sort of sense of like eerie unease that mm-hmm. she's what i think the lottery does so successfully and also what hill house does
1: yeah i think for me i was so because there weren't like details it, i was so confused as to what i read like at the end of the book i was yeah. like What did I just read? I literally had to go on Goodreads to see what other people were saying. And I'm like, one, did we read the same book? Because they're like, this masterful, like, horror. And then, like, I had to look on, like, uh, synopsis. And, like, what exactly happened? Because I feel like I had no idea.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the thing that I liked is that there's a really good sense of foreboding the whole time. Mm Be- and even the characters themselves are like oh something ge- something's going to happen something bad's going to happen right right and so when stuff starts happening you're not surprised but you're like it's kind of like a oh finally okay so like um but what was the scariest part to me and i actually i tab well i didn't tab i dog-eared becky i'm so sorry um, <laughs> one of the like one of the parts that freaked me out the most is because i would say in my perspective, I mean, there's a lot of ways that you could interpret the book, right? But in my perspective, uh, our little Nellie is going a little bit batshit uh, throughout the book, kind of slowly. Um, and you mostly see it affecting her because she is the main character, mm-hmm. I would argue, because it's from her perspective. There's other people there, but she's the main one. And I think it's like, so it's on page for me, for my edition 150 but basically um it's luke theodora and eleanor and they're just kind of like sitting around and then eleanor says i would like to hit her with a stick and i'm like what the hell and she's like i would like to batter her with rocks i hate her she sickens me it's like out of nowhere right yeah i remember that yeah Yeah. and and i was like okay so like she's starting to lose it and i like how she just she threw Shirley Jackson just threw that in there like you have to be paying attention to get like how creepy it's becoming you know what I mean yeah like something like that you could easily like ignore and wouldn't get the full meaning but it's like there's little signs throughout the book like that um that were really interesting to me so
1: it, When I first started reading the book, the note that I said to myself, I'm like, Eleanor's like a manic pixie dream girl. as She's like driving <laughs> to the house and like she's like fantasizing and like having this whole world inside her head. And she, what's this stupid line she keeps telling herself? Something about lovers. I highlighted it somewhere. Oh, yeah.
2: Journey's end in lovers meeting.
1: <laughs> yeah. She just like kept saying that over and over again. And then like the other characters start saying it. And I was really confused about that because I don't remember her saying it out loud. Like, I remember at one point, Luke says that phrase.
0: Um, Yeah, I thought it was weird. Well, that was my question. And I guess this is up to interpretation. And Becca, you might have Mm -hmm. something to say about it. Um, You can argue, like, how much she's seeing is real, right? Because it starts at everyone's, like... Oh, it's super, I'm super glad to meet you. Like, let's mm-hmm. make up these fake stories about who we are. And let's, it's like a summer camp, right? Yeah. And then as the book goes on, it's like, oh, I think Luke and um Theo are involved. And like she gets a little like I wouldn't say jealous about that, but kind okay, of Okay, I was getting about about major that. queer vibes from this book. Oh, absolutely. Either? No,
2: 100 percent Um yeah. I think. I honestly, I kind of read the entire book as sort of like a a queer allegory in a way. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's sort of something about, um, just there's like, it's there's a connection between like queer women. So like the sense of queer, the word queer in one sense, and then the word queer is meaning like, other or strange. Mm-hmm, there's sure. sort of the queer house, and also then there's these like queer desires, right? And they're sort of meeting together in this really interesting and introspective way. Um, yeah, that's. I had a note actually that I made while I was rereading, being like, I completely missed the majority of the queer undertones the first time that I read it, and then now reading more carefully, um, it just feels very overt to me.
0: In a way. Mm-hmm. yeah there's that one part where eleanor's like i'm going home with you and theodore's like, like no you're not dogs.
1: yeah she's like absolutely yeah. not you're a stray dog or something like that <laughs> yeah it made me but sad it's because it when they first meet it's like there's an instant connection theodora theodora and eleanor they're like we're sisters like no we're not sisters we're cousins you know just like playful banter like very flirty yeah. playful banter like they instantly like like obsessed with each other and then throughout it they're like hot and cold towards each other like it's super mm-hmm. and I'm like okay are they in love and like are weirded out by that like yeah, yeah. Of
0: straight. or is it like all in Eleanor's head or yeah you know yeah, well, also um, there's,
2: sort of, there's the very overt sort of thing where they say that Theodora um, lives with a roommate
1: mm-hmm. um, and they have that big
2: fight in the beginning and that's why Theodora like goes in the first place is because like there, there was some sort of it's briefly mentioned like the falling out with the roommate right and i feel like that yeah. that sort of sets the stage for that interpretation and they were
1: roommates and they were no roommates. that's such a good point because mm-hmm. i remember like doesn't she like hesitate when um eleanor is like are you married, married. and she like exactly. kind of
0: hesitates
1: with you know mentioning her roommate um mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. huh Okay, interesting.
0: Yeah, I I definitely picked up on that too. Another thing that uh, I wanted to talk about is like how the sense of time was really weird reading it, which I think is very interesting. Because there's one point in the book, and I forgot to tab it when the when Eleanor was like, "Oh, it's been three days. I've been here," and I was like, "Wait, it's only been three days." Mm-hmm. It felt like they had been there at least a week or like two weeks or whatever it, it's been. And like the only way you can kind of tell how much time is passing is the stupid NPC, uh, Mrs. What's her name? Dudley. <laughs> Dudley. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Dudley, who's like at ten o'clock, I put the food out on the sideboard, and eleven o'clock, you know, like this yeah. and that. But I don't know. Did did you feel like you couldn't tell, like, how much time had passed or was that just me? No, I, I think.
1: I, yeah, I think you're right. And I think doesn't Eleanor even mention or Mr. Montague, Dr. Montague or like, you know, what is time? Because he's like, my wife is supposed to come visit us. And they're like, well, when is that? Like, what day is it? And they were even confused themselves and what the day was. So, yeah, I definitely see yeah. that
0: yeah it's like the house like there's no sense of time in the house and there's no sense of shape or like all that it's sort of it's like a completely liminal space in a sense like it's Mm -hmm. it's the place that's
2: like I mean even like the architecture of the house it's sort of untouched by time because it's so dated right and like Mm -hmm. the descriptions of how dated the house are I mean I feel like the expectation with with a house is because houses are meant to be lived in, right? They will mm-hmm. be updated with the years, but this house is completely mm-hmm. frozen in time.
1: Mm-hmm. And that yeah. just sort of,
2: that adds to the the terror of it, I think. Is, yeah, I because, think it, and on, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's just this like untouchable fortress in a sense.
1: And they do mention in the book on the very first day or this first or second day when they're there, they're like going around the house and, and you had mentioned this, but I don't know if, um, that they mentioned that the dimensions of the house are really weird. Like it's off. Yeah. Like angles are off in the house, like from a architectural standpoint, and that adds to like the eeriness of it.
0: Yeah, because everyone kept it's- getting lost going <laughs> to dinner. Yep. So, can we talk briefly? I, it's been kind of spoiler free up to this point, but I want to talk about the ending. Uh, yeah. Um, do we have a trigger warning? I mean, yeah. So, Becca, do you want to describe what happens at the end? i mean god it's (laughs) i mean it's it's something that you can see coming obviously i didn't see it coming (laughs) oh well i did get better i don't know (laughs) yeah
2: so like basically i mean the way that i'm remembering it is that like eleanor crashes into a tree right and is probably dead um so like car crash into a tree um, but at like at that point, the reason why she like goes and tries to drive off, but like brings the car into a tree largely on purpose, um, mm-hmm. is that people like everybody in the house starts thinking that Eleanor is like the one who's like haunting the house in a sense, or like causing all the disturbances.
0: Yeah, that was that was really interesting.
1: Do you yeah. guys think that the other characters thought that she, in a, it was like her fault in like a? Like, the, these spirits or whatever the weirdness was attracted to her? Or do they think that she was actually, like, going around and spooking things?
0: That's what I was confused about. I think uh, that's, like, something you can interpret. I mean, I don't know. I, I thought that because when she when she is, like, there's the scene where she's knocking on the doors and running through the halls, right? Yeah. And, and she at one point was like, oh, they wanted to see me, but I didn't want to see them. So like, I basically disappeared out of their vision. Mm -hmm. And is she talking literally like poof vanished? That would mean that she's like going into that plane of like being a spirit, you know, Mm -hmm. or is she just like avoiding them? Like the language is interesting because you can interpret it as like, oh, she just like ducked around the corner and hid Mm -hmm. or did she like physically like dissipate into the air? You know? Mm -hmm.
1: So leading up to the end scene where she goes into the tree. So the reason they want her to leave is because the night before she almost commits suicide and like Luke has to go up and like grab her and they're like, you have to leave. And she's like, no, I love this place. Like I'm obsessed with it. I'm one with the house, whatever. And they're like, no, (laughs) you have to go. And she's like, huh, I'll show them. And it's funny because um, the same isn't the the woman of the house when it was first built also dies in a car yeah. crash to the tree as sure. well she, died, yeah,
0: yeah, she, she dies yeah like the in, like, first the, woman yeah
2: yeah she the, she dies like was it a car or was it like some her sort of carriage, car- maybe a turns carriage, over. carriage yeah it's and the
0: first it's the, the yeah it's the first guy's wife the guy who um, like built the house built the house I forget his name I'm terrible with names oh my gosh sorry uh the first guy whoever own the house it was his wife it was like they'd just been married um and he drove up and she crashed into probably the same tree with yeah, her carriage yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah I mean I, I don't know I thought it was a good way to end it you know what book this kind of reminds me of and I'm talking to Becca here because Becca mm-hmm. has not read this book and mm-hmm. it's a book Becca that you also like I don't know if you can guess, but
2: are
0: you gonna uh, say Rebecca? No. Okay. Now, the reason I say this is just because of the, because th- this book has a lot of differences to the one I'm referencing, but um, the things that are just, that are the same are creepy house, um, the weird passage of time, the slow descent into madness. Uh, I'm talking about Jane Lawrence, which is a lot more gory. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah but like Mm -hmm. also that house like doesn't really make sense Mm -hmm. um it has a reputation so similarities there which i think also why i want to read more gothic literature because i love me a spooky house i don't know it's just yeah it's my thing i'm I'm gonna be
1: honest though i'm i'm a i'm a little over the like they're actually going mad and that's the spookiest thing Mm -hmm. ever
0: (laughs) 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 would you be happier if it was gorier becky if it uh, I would.
1: I would prefer there be, like, a ghost or I don't, someone behind it. Like, honestly, I, I like the idea of like someone being behind it that's spooking them. Um. or so you like or the a fake ghost,
0: paranormal? But... You like? Yeah. Oh, it looks like it's paranormal, but, but it's yeah. actually a real cause. Yeah. yeah like that's this the Scooby Doo, like, like exactly a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Well then, yeah, Becky, you've read Home Before Dark, right? hmm Yeah, I like so, that one. So you, you like that version of Spooky mm-hmm. House. Go Definitely. ahead, Becky, you were going to say something. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I think that
2: like the thing that I find most terrifying about just like the haunted house in general is that it's kind of this sort of subversion of like what we consider safe. So I think like humans, we started building houses in order to keep danger out, like predators Mm -hmm. and elements and stuff, and it's sort of like trite and cliche, but the house is, like, a general notion of the house is meant to represent, like, sanctuary and safety, and it's a place Mm -hmm. where you can let your guard down because you're surrounded by, like, walls and locking doors, and now we have burglar alarms and everything, but I think that the scariest potential interpretation of the haunted house is that the house itself is... Like, the thing that is horrifying, the thing that is haunting mm. you.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and this is sort of, this isn't, this was not written as a horror novel, but, um, like, at all. But it is kind of sort of horrifying. Mm-hmm. So, it's, I'm thinking of, um. I, have I talked to you about The Last September before? No. By Elizabeth Bowen? Okay. Um, so, The Last September is part of a genre in um, Irish literature. It's called, like, The Big House Novel. And it's about, um, basically, big houses were built by, like, Anglo-Irish settlers who um, were, like, colonizing Ireland at the time. And um, they would live in these enormous mansions, and they were just kind of in the middle of, like, various, um, like, green open Irish spaces. And um, people would, they would sort of employ, um, for very low wages, like, Irish um, Irish servants. And so, the... Uh, the sort of big house novel and the last September is about um, basically sort of coming toward the end of the big house era um, and sort of what that means. But the house itself becomes a character and you can tell that the house is sort of meant to stand for colonization and the house stands Mm -hmm. for like everything that's wrong in Ireland. And the house um, in the end burns down um, Mm -hmm. and it represents sort of this end of an era and this end of everything. and that book is also basically entirely told in like I think it's like free indirect, it's not free indirect speech, it's some sort of indirect discourse or something where you never like truly know what's happening, the entire book is said in what's unsaid.
0: I think Becky would hate that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this made, this sort of made me think about it like reading hill house again made me think of that book in an interesting way and i'm not really quite i'm still trying to parse out what the connection is exactly Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but um it's it's just i think it's about the house as horrifying entity itself like what the house represents in it's being Mm -hmm. a house that was way too like i I sound like i'm in a seminar right now
1: very sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) no that's okay that's basically what a podcast is right (laughs) No, but um, go go ahead, Becky.
1: Well, I was just thinking. Um, so we mentioned, um, I mentioned how Mrs. Montague is my one of my favorite characters, or the only one I liked. So let's talk about her steamrolling in. So we're about two thirds of the way through this book, and Dr. Montague is like. My wife's going to come visit and in comes Mrs. Uh, Montague. And she brings her friend. What's his name? Arthur Arthur Parker, which I was confused and thought Arthur was her son. And, Anyways, he drove her all the way to this house. And so she, like, steamrolls in. And it's, like, very apparent that she's, like, the alpha female of their house. And he just, like, <laughs> towers to everything she does, which I think is why I liked her. But she's very much, like, you know, he's, like, a scientist and has, like, you know, wants everyone to keep journals of what's going on. But she comes in and she's, like, we're doing a Ouija board. Like, I believe in all of this. And we're going to figure out. and We're going to release the spirits. And, like, she's just yeah. very, like, in it. And, like, they clearly have very different... You know ways of looking at the paranormal, which is also really funny to me. Just there are different takes on it, but like he clearly like is like, yes, ma'am. Like you do your thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of glad she wasn't around the whole time, to be honest. She yeah. might have dr- drove me a little crazy. She's kind of like a, a third act character. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's just um toss something in there to mix it up, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I
1: didn't really understand Arthur's like why he was like to me he was such a pointless character I feel
2: like it's, I sort of wondered about whether or not like he's meant like to they be, were sleeping like, together have, no. yeah I was about to oh, say whether or not he's like meant to emasculate uh, Mr. Mr. Montague I can like,
0: if, oh I could see that thing. no so the thing I thought about Arthur was he was like the very like real part of he was like the one who's grounded in reality right because Mr. No Montague way. what Arthur yeah he's like
1: I'm a meat and potato guy and he wanted to go around the perimeter with his gun and shoot ghosts. Well,
0: <laughs> okay. I'm talking about when you compare him to Mr. Montague, who's like, we're staying in this house to find spirits, and Mrs. Montague, who has her planchette or whatever it is, and he's like, Oh, well, I'm just gonna sit here and be a bodyguard. Like he was just the only one not going crazy in my mind you not read it like that? He was going to shoot a ghost with his gun. Like To me, that's wild. Okay, well, maybe I missed <laughs> that line. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> um, The one thing I want to talk about is how iconic the first line is. Um, yeah, I totally so forgot the first line until you brought it up before we started. Such a good first line, and I saw someone reference it on Twitter <laughs> the other day in the middle of reading it. It was really funny to me. But yeah, iconic first line. Us. Um, it's actually on the back of my edition right here. It says no live organism can continue for long to exist sanely under conditions of absolute reality. And that pretty much sums up the book. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I also wanted to mention I have two um listener comments. Two of my sweet brothers um read along with us. Um, and I just wanted to share their comments. My brother Aaron said, Two stars. If it wasn't for the group read, I would have DNF'd. I can't stand Eleanor.
0: Oh, damn. Oh, savage. Okay. And then my brother Daniel said
1: Unfortunately, I read this book after seeing the Netflix show a few years ago and didn't realize until about halfway that the show is loosely based on the book. Although it is very apparent that there is something supernatural going on in the house, it seemed that the book chose to take a direction more on Nell's slipping into madness, which is fine, Mm -hmm. but it made for a less entertaining story, in my opinion. I found some of the scenes focusing, like when Nell and Theo ran away from the garden confusing overall theo was extremely hot and cold towards Nell, and i didn't understand it not a super fun read (laughs) wow i guess i'm in the minority here i mean no i I think we're in the minority like i was looking at good reason people are like phenomenal and i'm just well you
0: have to think of when it was written and how (laughs) like fundamental of a book it is right like mm-hmm, this yeah. is a book that inspired the show, which is made for the audience today. It's super yeah. gory. It's super yeah. jump scares. You know, this one is yeah. a very quiet kind of horror, which yeah. Like, it's
2: psychological.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wouldn't necessarily like put it so firmly in horror. Like I would other novels, but you know, I kind of see it in like the same genre as Rebecca for me, which is just like, it's yeah. foreboding the whole time and I'm not yeah. scared, but like, Oh God, what's gonna happen? You know, yeah. which horror is different for everybody. So like, it's a you know, it's a uh, what's it called? It's like oh. a subjective thing. It's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, but my um my parents both read it too. Oh, um, okay. I haven't I haven't got their thoughts on it. My mom said it was very spooky to her, and mm-hmm. that she feels very unsettled. She hasn't finished it yet. She said she'll finish it by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And my dad also finished it, but I'm not sure what he thinks of it. I'll have to go to Goodreads and see if he put any of his thoughts on <laughs> there of it. Um, but no, I, I think that this for me really like made me think, oh, I'm definitely want to read more Gothic literature for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Maybe this wasn't like my favorite just because, you know, I do like a, I don't know, Goryer read i guess for lack of a better word but um i do like the super psychological horror like th- that's yeah. like even i'm watching a bunch of horror movies right now psychological horror is what scares me more than anything else mm-hmm. and i like leaving things open ended so i i did enjoy the book because of that yeah oh wait wait i wait i'm on goodreads my dad has his rating do you guys want to hear it yeah let's oh, say yeah. okay he said 4 stars Creepy and engaging gothic horror story set in a haunted house where everything is not as it seems. If cinematography can be applied to a novel, this is it. For those who enjoy classic gothic tales, this should be at the top of your list. So my dad liked it. Okay. 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 Yeah. Well, and, and I just we wanted to say, like, we
1: wouldn't have um a uh, what's the death of Jane Lawrence if mm-hmm. you know we we didn't yeah. have this book. So I mean it's definitely yeah. like what is it? A gateway? Not a gateway. What does it call it?
0: Like a gateway drug. It's a gateway drug. <laughs> I, it's like a foundation, you yeah. Know? yeah right.
2: Canonical in a sense.
0: It crawls, yeah. so the other books can run. Exactly. So yeah, I I'm going to get more. Becca, do you want to end this by giving some other, if people oh, liked the yeah. books, some yeah. other recommendations?
2: Um, yeah. So I think um, you've mentioned Rebecca, but I would also mention my cousin Rachel, which is also by Daphne Du Maurier. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. um, I haven't read that one.
2: That one's fantastic. You should read that. And then, even though my movies. name is Rachel, yeah. Well, I read Rebecca, and my name's Rebecca.
0: So, um, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. true. Yeah, Daphne Du Maurier is our is our um author, I guess. Saint. Yeah. <laughs> um, and
2: uh, I would also say, I mean, Carmilla um, definitely I think counts. That's J. Sheridan LeFanu. Who wrote if that one correctly. J. Sheridan LeFanu, I okay. think. Who also did Uncle Silas, which is. Also, in that Oh, I, re- I like that one. Yeah. Um, I'm still referencing really old ones. Um, I also think uh, Carmen Maria Machado um, does some really interesting, like, gothic type work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wait, what did she shot. write? Uh, oh, God. It sounds so um, familiar. Like,
0: there's oh, just, there's her a Body of the Green Rodies. Yes, her body in the parties. Yes, yeah. Okay. And a really
2: good poem in the New Yorker recently, but that's less gothic, more poem in the New Yorker. Um, <laughs> but yeah,
0: <laughs> there's your um, contemporary recommendation. We had to expect yeah. Becca to give you some some classics for sure. <laughs> uh,
1: well, before we close, yeah. uh, Becca, do you have like any socials that like
0: pe- 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 people could follow
1: you on or anything oh, like that?
2: Yeah, um, I am Becca Frankel on what was formerly known as Twitter, <laughs> um, <laughs> where I frequently just talk about ancient greek stuff but mm-hmm. usually in a funny way um
0: <laughs> I, I can Rachel, g- i'm entertaining that.
2: right i'm entertaining
0: i think you're very entertaining yes
2: <laughs> um, yeah so there and then um my uh instagram is becca frankel and there you can find the links to some of my writing oh cool um, yeah
1: i'm gonna have to follow i don't think i follow you i'm gonna have to follow you oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> Cannot
0: believe we
1: don't follow each other. It's yeah. We both have a beautiful name. So we do. Grateful
0: bringing oh, people together.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: All well, right. Well, so I guess we should close this out. Us. Yep. Yeah. Thank yeah. you,
1: everyone, for listening. Thanks, Becca, Absolutely. for coming on. Toads, appreciate Thank you.
2: you. All yes. the way for from me.
1: What time is it right now for you? Because well, right now it it's 6
2: 40. <gasps> it's 11 I believe. But you that know, is
0: past so. my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for staying up late or not at all because I I think you're <laughs> yes, a late yeah, person oh, like me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I
2: will be going to sleep at like three in the morning. So oh my
0: goodness. <laughs> yeah. See, we're the D- Daphne du sisters. Yes. <laughs> we're the Daphne du dames, whatever you... Yes, I love alliterative stuff. Yeah. Um, but again, thank you all for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye guys. Thanks. Bye.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Your Bookstore Besties. Please like, share, and subscribe so more people can listen. Have a beautifully bookish day.